0: There was no one to stop her from listening to the vulgar things they said, to the questions posed about why Olive still lived in the building. Seriously, why move? I heard it was a nice apartment, now it's roomier. They laughed while telling each other it wasn't funny. They considered it hilarious when they said she probably wanted him dead. Didn't you ever get so mad at your wife that you wanted her dead? You look around the place, picturing what it would be like to have it all to yourself. Come on, you know you have. There were times when Olive wished for a gun. A revolver. She liked the sound of revolver. A silver revolver she could tuck inside a cedar box lined with blue velvet on the mantelpiece. A revolver to take out every now and then and point at the TV like Elvis Presley had. Only she wouldn't shoot the screen. She didn't think she would. Everyone knew major life decisions should not be made in the first year of grief. This seemed the only advice she could follow without trying. The man on the motorcycle. Who was he? Where was he? Let's talk about that. Everyone wanted to break that story. Break it right in half. We are counting on the public for leads, the police kept saying. The rider's face had remained hidden inside the bulk and glare of his helmet. Someone out there knows something, and we're hoping that the $50,000 reward will encourage him or her to come forward. No one came forward. Everyone came forward, mostly to each other. I wouldn't be surprised if it was my neighbor, the reckless guy with the motorcycle, my brother, my stepfather, my ex-boyfriend. It was not my son. Could it have been a woman? The hotline lit for days, slowed after weeks, until the calls trickled to several a month. The tire tracks matched nearly every bike in town. Who was he? Us Weekly posed the question in grocery store aisles. L.A. couple's tragic end. Who killed William Chilton? Maybe Motorcycle Man was one of the trolls making fun of Olive's life on the internet. Maybe he was the sharp-tongued troll lashing out at the troll or the woman leaving plastic flowers on the sidewalk, or the twenty-year-old who processed her electric bill, or the man offering Sunday mass behind a priestly robe. Maybe he was the doctor who prescribed her Xanax. Several weeks after his death, she was standing in line at Vaughn's, buying cereal, milk, and bananas, when she overheard a woman in the line next to her say, Don't look now, but it's that Olive woman, that widow whose husband's head. What the hell do they want? she said into the dark that night, but it was Will she was asking. Will, she was sure, knew the answer. They have mundane lives, he whispered at the edge of her ear. They love it when something finally happens. But why? It makes them feel fortunate. Because they aren't me? Yes, or me. Why, why, why? She begged for someone to tell her that everything happened for a reason. Of course not, her mother would have said, if she too hadn't passed years before. No, no. Look at me, Olive. Look at my own life. There is no sense to be made in this world. No answer that is going to make it all right, so please stop taking everything so hard to heart. Like those long days in bed, waiting for twilight to settle around her so weary she could not reach for the lamp. She often dreamed she was in the hospital again, everything playing out as it had in real life. A doctor stalling to explain how Will was already dead. D.O.A. The hissing, staticky shot of white light around her eyes, the pale blue chairs spinning as she cried out, a social worker pulling her by the elbow to a cold, green room, where she shut the door and told Olive that people in shock behave in ways very different from what the situation calls for. She said Olive should stop, just stop, and try really hard to think. Olive had demanded they sew Will's head back together. He's gotta get to work, she said, and insisted they help him before he really was dead. She called them obscenities,